welcome to We All Serve, the podcast featuring leadership lessons from and conversations with those veterans that have served in the United States Armed Forces. Meet your hosts, Robert Lewis, a proud enlisted veteran that served active duty in the United States Marine Corps, and Shalom Klein, who is privileged to be an officer in the United States Army Reserve. They both agree, we all serve. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to our third episode of We All Serve. I'm your co-host, Robert Lewis, along uh, with my brother and co-host, Shalom Klein. Uh, Wow, what an exciting episode we have for you today. Uh, It's it's wonderful to uh, not only be here on uh, this July 3rd, day before the 4th, uh, but uh, our guest, it's a very special occasion for them as well. Uh, so Shalom, man. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. Uh, first of all, I can't believe we're already on episode number three. I, 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 uh, just for our, our viewers and our listeners, by the way, this is available. If you're listening to a recording of this, we stream these episodes live on YouTube so you could actually watch the conversation. Um, but you could also, if you miss it there, you could download the podcast. But Robert, I, I called you, it wasn't that long ago, I'm thinking maybe six weeks ago or so, and I think I pretty much cold called you because I had heard about the incredible work you were doing at the Illinois Higher Heroes Consortium and just reached out to you. And in our second conversation, I said, hey, buddy, what do you think about doing a podcast together and it was it was uh it was magic it was magic and now we're already on episode number three and like you said we've got a just an awesome awesome guest today and just some great things in store so when you ask me how i'm doing i am doing fantastic could not be doing better this is exactly how i want to spend my uh my pre uh july 4th i can't think of a better way than to talk with with an individual who I know we're going to introduce in a, in a, in a minute or two uh, that just lives and breathes service together with his family and together with his business. And I know has been a, a good partner for you. No, absolutely. And good segue into that. And uh, no, I am doing fantastic myself, my friend. Uh, you know, I'm very thankful for the, the, the small things in life as we approach July 4th, you know, being able to uh, speak with, uh, people in your family, like my mom, we had a conversation privately about, you know, that and uh, how my mom is doing well. Uh, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, just thankful for all of the, the things that we might take for granted because they're in our lives daily. Um, but, uh, man, it's been great hosting. Uh, we all serve with you. Um, even though you aren't a Marine, but you know you what? Well, okay. that in there, really? Uh, yeah, that's okay. It's okay. You know, we'll we'll manage. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. This is the first week that we've uh, that we've done uh, that we've done the intro without us doing the talking. And I have to say, I listened to that intro so many times because I just love the announcer uh, doing the ura and the hua, and it's yeah. it's. It's it's awesome, but I mean, yeah. bottom line, yes, you can uh, you can make some digs at me about not being a marine, and I can make digs at you and not being in the army. Um, but bottom line, I mean, it all boils down to as we as we talk about, we've talked about, and we will continue to talk about. We all serve ultimately, you know, with all the differences and all the challenges we have. 
I mean, I find inspiration by literally I am energized. I had a cup of coffee this morning, but I, I skipped my cup of coffee this afternoon because I knew I was talking to you and I'm going to get my boost of energy that way. Very kind of you. Very kind of you. You're in the army, but you're a nice guy. So I, I will I will let that go. I will let that go. Uh, as I said, man, it is Fourth uh, of July weekend. Uh, and uh, as we approach Independence Day, July 4th, uh, which is, of course, a federal holiday, we commemorate Independence Day, uh, which was July 4th, 1776. Uh, I, I just read, I think, that the U.S. military is going to uh, do a flyover o- over Philadelphia to commemorate uh, those cities that played an intricate part in, um, in Independence Day. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Um, I know they're going to have some uh, some U.S. fighter jets. Actually, a Marine F-35, I heard, will be flying over. Uh, too bad I'm not in Philadelphia to, to see that. But, uh, man, that should be great for the city over there, man. If you know, Even with social distancing in place, you could just walk outside if you're in that area you know, and enjoy, enjoy the show, man. Yeah, Robert, my favorite, literally my favorite holiday of the year is July 4th. Um, wow. it, I just feel just so patriotic and, and so blessed um, to, you know, to serve. And, uh, and I am on the committee of the 4th of July parade here in Skokie, where I, where I live. And uh, I've been on the committee for years now and involved in we have we, it's just an awesome parade and and we have um, we have military representation and this year we're not doing the parade um, right. because we want to be careful and I have to say it's 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 really it's it's sad last year I was at yeah I was I was on Fort Benning Georgia um, and we had a an awesome USO concert and we it was just an incredible incredible day mm-hmm. and I. I, I miss it, but uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not just about the barbecues and it's not just about the fireworks and it's not just about the parades. I mean, I hope everybody finds the way to celebrate and, and, and think, um, think about, you know, the history of, of this great country um, that, like you said, 17, 1776, which it seems like a long time ago. It's not that long ago. We're all part of, we're all part of history. And um yeah, I'm I'm planning on enjoying the day with with uh, with family and and I'll be I'm I'm not kidding I'm gonna watch some of the videos of past parades and and uh, it's it's pretty awesome so uh, you know wishing all of our viewers and listeners a happy and safe Fourth of July yes, happy and uh, mm-hmm. this is this is a great day and a great conversation um, you know with our with. Our, our, with our amazing guest, John Edelman. So, Robert, you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your connection with the Edelman family and, and the firm, which so many of our listeners know a thing or two about? Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely. And uh, perfect segue. Um, ladies and gentlemen, our first guest hails from here, the great city of Chicago, uh, Illinois. He is part of a long and storied Edelman family history and has also helped shape its legacy as giants in the world of communications. His father, whose birthday is today, his 100th birthday is today. So we are extremely uh, excited about that, that uh, they decided to share that this moment, uh, this day with us, at least a small portion. Uh, Daniel J. Edelman, he's a World War II veteran. 
He opened a small public relations agency in Chicago in 1952 for one simple reason. He thought he could do better than the competition. His words have rang true as history would go on to tell uh, John's dear mom, Ruth Edelman, was John's father, Dan's life partner, counselor and confidant, devoted mother and later in life, a staunch and leading advocate for mental health issues, eventually becoming the first person outside of the medical community to receive the National Depressive and Manic Depressive Association's Jan Fawcett Humanitarian Award. John's mom and dad have passed on, but they left three living and breathing gifts to the world through their children. John, along with his siblings, Edelman CEO, Richard Edelman and senior VP Renee Edelman have taken the Edelman legacy well into the 21st century as the largest independent and family owned public relations firm in the world. Clients include Microsoft and uh, Unilever, among others. John has continued to forge ahead following in his mother Ruth's footsteps as a force to change the world for the better. Yes, he has. And what more perfect, appropriate, or better way to do that than to honor his dad's military service by becoming a giant in the space of helping those who have served. Advocating for veteran and military spouse employment and well-being, some of John's efforts include the Change Direction Initiative, which is a collection of concerned citizens, nonprofit leaders, and leaders from the private sector who have come together to change the culture about mental health and well-being. This initiative was inspired by the discussion at the White House National Conference on Mental Health in 2013, which came on the heels of the Newtown, Connecticut tragedy. In 2015, Edelman continued to honor his, dad, his dad's Dan's Edelman legacy with John's leadership in undertaking a veteran well-being survey in 2017 and 2018, which was a study of more than 4,500 veterans, non-veterans, employers, and educators that leveraged the research expertise of Edelman intelligence to help the public and private sectors better understand the current state of veteran employment and well-being. Today, John continues to advocate for veteran and military spouse employment through his work on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation, Veteran Employment Advisory Group, and Military Spouse Employment Advisory Group. John serves on the board of Illinois, uh, Illinois Joining Forces, and Students Veterans of America's Advisory Board. And personally, and more specifically speaking, John has been the biggest and most staunch advocate for the Illinois Hires Heroes Consortium's efforts to support businesses with efforts to recruit, hire, and retain veterans since its inception. And even with all of the successes collectively with the family firm, yet today on his father Dan's 100th birthday, John has honored his family once again. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Managing Director of Global Engagement and Corporal Responsibility at Edelman, my dear colleague and good friend, Mr. John Edelman. John, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, John. 
thank you very much. It's quite an honor to be here, especially as you shared on the 100th birthday of my father, you know, who was a World War II veteran and successfully transitioned from military to civilian. And it's an honor to be able to share some of the lessons from his experience to all your listeners today. Indeed, indeed. Well, you know, thank you, uh, my friend, for for giving us this honor of doing the interview on your dad's 100th birthday. Uh, you know, we're talking about um, a, a gentleman who was a World War II Army veteran uh, before he started Edelman PR um, and founded Edelman PR. On this historic day um, in the public relations world, and I think the communications world in general, uh, you know, if you don't mind me asking, I'd like to know, you know, I've been reading the Edelman book, John. Okay. I just want you to know the book you gave me when you allowed me the honor and privilege to tour Dan's office at the headquarters, uh, which anybody who's ever been uh, to Edelman, if you haven't taken the tour, you know, you can envy me a little bit. I've taken the tour. <laughs> uh, so it, it's just really fascinating. I'd just like to know with your with everything that your dad represented, what is the one thing that you've taken from him uh, to not only carry on his legacy, but to begin to build the family's legacy for years to come? I believe, you know, the values, the values that he, you know, learned in the military, you know, were the values that we were raised with, but also the values that, you know, he, he led the company, you know, the commitment, the hard work, the dedication to excellence and, and managing through challenging times. And so this is what I try to do in my work every day, what the firm tries to do every day. So that uh, ability, you know, to tr successfully transition and, and, and do these lead us uh, is, is very help, helpful. Uh, John, I have to ask, um, first of all, Robert's been talking about you um, and, and the amazing, amazing commitment of, of the firm of Edelman, um, which as I keep saying, I mean, uh, anybody here in Chicago knows of the gigantic influence of, uh, of, of Edelman. And, and I mean, I, I didn't know the, some of those statistics that, uh, that Robert was sharing. But I, I've been reading up a great deal about your family in preparation for our conversation. And I understand that your grandparents um, are originally from Brooklyn, New York, where, by the way, I lived for a, uh, for a period. Um, I'm curious, what was it like growing up in the Edelman household here in Chicago? Your dad was certainly a successful entrepreneur and a networking and strong-willed mom um, that I keep hearing more and more about. Tell us a little bit about uh, life growing up in, and uh, your experiences as a child. Well, one of the beautiful things was I sort of grew up with the firm as the firm was growing up. I was growing up. So I got great insights into being a leader and leading an organization. And then, you know, as I referenced before, you know, his family values, hard work, dedication, commitment, you know, being the best. I think we might have lost John there for a second. Well, uh, hopefully I'll pop back up over there, but what a, what a story. What a story. Um, so, you know, I, you know, one of the things that, um, as John, I'm sure is adjusting his communications there, 
Um, one of the things that I, I definitely I'm curious about, you know, John always tells me about uh, how his dad uh, got the idea to start. So John's back. Are you back, John? All right. iPad, if there's a phone call, it, it sort of intersects. So hopefully that won't happen. <laughs> no problem. Go ahead, John. No. So basically I was saying, you know, I learned about being a leader, you know, with the, the family values uh, and, you know, dedication, hard work, commitment, you know, ex dedication to excellence to be the best at whatever we, we sought to do. And, and also I learned about leading an organization and he also, he brought insights, he brought clients, he talked about it all the time. And, you know, in a, so it was great to be able to grow up and at the same time, see the firm grow up. And so that's was sort of how it was uh, growing up. No, that, I know I know one of the conversations and John, you and I, we have many conversations uh, trying to figure out uh, this, uh, the, the, the networking opportunities, as well as, you know, just uh, bringing all of these great resources together for the efforts that you for many years have endeavored. But uh, IHHC has uh, had their main interest in as well. Uh, but one of the conversations I, I kind of asked you about how your dad as an entrepreneur, how he got started uh, into communications, which obviously at World War II. Uh, but I also read that he was working at Music Craft Records, uh, and he was around the likes of music greats such as Sarah Vaughn, uh, Duke Ellington, Dizzy Gillespie. I'm just curious because I'm a big music guy. Do you have any stories or anything that you could share with the audience about his experience there? Well, one story, I mean, he came back from the war um, and uh, he was after the war, he worked for CBS radio. So one of the great stories there was he wrote copy for Arthur Godfrey, who was a very well-known radio personality at the time. So so one of the stories there was that he always had to wake up Arthur Godfrey at 6 a.m. so he could be ready for a show. And so those were some of the stories. And Back in the day, you know, with Sarah, you know, public relations has changed significantly since then. But back in the day, you had to go on the road. You had to go on the road and be the publicity agent for Sarah Vaughan or Mel Torme. We actually handed the record over to the DJ. You sort of were with the with the entertainer during the radio interview and briefed him. But obviously, public relations has changed quite a lot. But that is sort of the key thing that public relations has evolved. It's now even more about personal relationships with brands. Uh, you know, it started way back, you know, in that building a personal relationship with the audience by doing those, those interviews on, on the radio. And then later one of his early clients was the Tony twins. And then he took those Tony twins on the road. And one of the funny stories there was once, you know, they were arrested for practicing cosmetology without a license. And then as a result of that, they were put in prison and the president of the Tony company called, oh, my God, Dan, what do we do? What do we do? Well, let's take a picture and let's put it on the AP wire. Well, <laughs> that's exactly what he did. And it was a great coverage. He always had a philosophy. You turn lemons into lemonade. Well, this turned out to be an amazing success story where you sort of had, you know, a, a challenge and you, you turned it into an opportunity. And that's been the story that has been the story of his life over the 68 years of the firm. And obviously, my mother, as the life partner, was there all the time, just 
another so story about growing up, you know, around the table, going back to your earlier question, mm -hmm. whenever my dad had to have a, you know, was about to interview a senior person, you know, for a senior leader, they always had to be invited home for dinner for the Ruth Edelman test. So <laughs> that, that was hilarious because wow. you know, they, they would go through the, the conversation. We'd be at the table, you know, we all would get a chance to meet the, the senior person. Then, you know, after the person, the individual left. So Ruth, what did you think? <laughs> wow. And that That's incredible. It. All she wrote, if, if you were on Ruth Edelman's side, you, you were good. And, right. And that was, uh, that was, that was a lot growing up. That was, that was just a, a small slice of what it was growing up in the business and, and telling stories about my parents and the business growing up along the same time. Well, we know that behind every uh, great person, there's there's somebody there that's uh, that's incredibly supportive and a, a supportive partner. Um, I know all three of us on, on on in this conversation all all have that and uh, very grateful. So I'll take this moment to say thank you to all of our spouses for <laughs> for for supporting us through this uh, through this yeah. journey. Um, but uh, your your mom, Ruth Ann, um, you just uh, shared um, the the test that uh, that that she participated in, and I'm curious what your fondest memory of of your mom um, has been. And I, I hear a rumor that um, I mean, as a popcorn guy, I have to say I, I eat generally pretty healthy, but uh, my 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 weak spot is uh, is popcorn. Um, and is it true that Orville Redenbacher came to your house and, and showed you kids how to make popcorn? That is true. Um, wow. You know, <laughs> back, back in the day, you know, a of, there's a lot of fond memories of my mom, and I'll bring in Orville Redenbacher. But one of the greatest things about my mom was her courage. As, as Robert referenced, she had bipolar disorder in the 1990s. And rather than hiding, she was very much an advocate trying to help others. And she went on Capitol Hill to try to get more research for mental health. And that was at the time in the 1990s when it was even, it's, it's still a stigma today, but that was a sense of courage. But then the other part about my mom is that she had like a heart of gold because she, everybody loved her. She wanted to help anybody, whoever had a problem, whether it was with mental health or whatever. And so those are a lot of, fond memories about my mom, but it, it is in case going back to the story about wrapping business in life, you know, we had, you know, Orville Redenbacher, he came in and, and told us, taught us how to make popcorn in the, in the pot. And, and that was a great gift. And then uh, another time we had uh, the social, uh, socialite counselor for the, who was uh, taught working on making sure we had, we did a make, do having the right manners. So she made sure we had the right manners. She came in, she was a spokesperson for the brand at the time. And um, she, you know, went through our manners. So that was some of the real life experiences we had had growing up. Wow. I mean, you know, I think the only people that visited us when, uh, when I was a kid, John was, um, you know, my friend's dad or something might've came and took us to the movies, but, to have Orville Redenbacher teach you how to pop popcorn. I think the next time we do uh, uh, an event, John, I'm going to have you pop popcorn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
but you know, just moving ahead, you know, I, I, I love the fact that uh, your dad was a communications guy in the military and, and then it turned eventually into Edelman. Like from your perspective, John, what would you say, how would you say your dad's military experience prepared him for business as an entrepreneur? I think, as I've said, his experience in the military prepared him to, to run the business. He was able to apply the skills, you know, experience to setting up Edelman. And then you add the, you know, that's, you learn what you learn as a serving in the military. It goes back to hard work, dedication, commitment, you know, driving for results, driving to be the best. And so that sort of reflected in his career and how he ran, ran, ran the business, you know, um, one of the important messages he always shared and I, cause I wanted to share is that, you know, life and work has peaks and valleys. Um, and what's important is to keep going because you know, things are up and down, but you have to go keep going forward. The other important lesson in terms of entrepreneurship is that when we, when my father set up the company in 1952, there were only 17,000 practitioners in public relations. Um, and then he went out to set up Edelman, the public relations firm. And in 2011, we became the largest public relations firm. And so the mantra of my dad, it's great to be the largest firm, but you have to be the best firm. And so that emphasis on quality and being the best you can be in everything you do are some important lessons from, you know, from him in being an entrepreneur and translating his experience um, from from the military to civilian. Wow, amazing, amazing, and and I know we can we could talk for hours about the lessons learned and the applicable skills. Um, but John, you and your colleagues um, at Edelman have have prioritized uh, veterans' issues, and for that, you know, we're we're so grateful. Um, you've made it an an area of, of importance internally as well as externally at uh, at Edelman. So I'm curious, what has your journey as an advocate for veterans and military spouse employment taught you about your own personal and professional life? This is a great question. One of the early initiatives, um, Robert is, is well aware of it, and many of your current guests and future guests Back in June um, 2015, we had a Veterans as Strategic Assets Symposium. And many of the veteran organizations like the Bunker, Leave No, Better, Leave no Veteran Behind, The Road Home, Veterans Leadership Council, IDHS, the McCormick Foundation, all of these you know, student veterans of America, we all got together and had this symposium, but prior to the symposium, in order to collectively work together, we sort of did research focus groups and there were three sort of key pillars that you know reflected both the challenge in the veteran employment space but also i found out in the personal career space the one the three pillars were managing expectations the second pillar was overcoming obstacles the third pillar was managing transition translating uh experiences so those key pillars that 
I have been a reflection in my own uh, journey. I think those are still the same pillars and challenges in terms of veteran military spouse employment, but also in my own work life, um, you've had to incrementally build and grow. And the example I'll give is one of the things that I'm proud of in my work in, in sustainability is that I oversee the supplier diversity at, at Edelman. And now we have a, a public goal to achieve a 10% spend with diverse businesses, including veteran-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, et cetera. So I think those three pillars are lessons both in you know, veteran employment, military spouse employment, but I think in whatever journey you're on in your career, similarly, you have to address those three pieces and your experience will reflect those three pieces over your, over your journey. Wow. <clears throat> no, I, it's, you know, this is kind of like when you and I, John, have our, our phone conversations or uh, discussing, you know, next steps, next moves uh, after IHHC luncheon or uh, just trying to move the ball forward. This is something I think would be um, um, I, I'd like to know about, you know, you're you're such a, a leader and you're at the forefront of making uh, veterans and veteran spouses um, initiatives happen. If you had a, a dream solution that you'd like everyone to jump on board, you know, not just in the state of Illinois, but worldwide for our, our veteran community and veteran spouses, like what would you offer as a dream solution to remedy uh, a lot of the issues that veterans face? Great question. I think one of the, you know, you referenced the 2018 survey. Um, one of the interesting findings was that 53% of the respondents across veterans, non-veterans, employers, um, military spouses, 53% of the respondents believed that veterans did not have a successful career after the military. Well, let's debunk that myth right now. One of four senators have military experience. One of five House of Representatives members have military experience. And then there are 2.5 million veteran-owned businesses that employ well over 5 million people. That's current. Looking forward, um, being involved with the Student Veterans of America, they do a invest survey which talks about what are the most significant majors of the students using the GI Bill. Well, it's business, it's STEM, and it's healthcare. Well, those are the careers of the future. So I think that's the misperception, you know, is a key issue that we all have to work towards. Um, and the facts speak for themselves. Um, and in terms, so it's important to sort of, one of the great honors has been to, you know, the, the, in our survey, we pointed to the, you know, military civilian divide. I think that's the, the opportunity is that there's no longer a civilian, a military to civilian divide. And that's now more important than ever in these times of uncertainty, uh, you know, rapid change. Who do you want leading your, leading your team members? You want veterans, you want resiliency, you want managing deadlines, you want results, multitasking, building relationships. These are all the strengths of veterans. And that's my dream is that there's no more, you know, military civilian divide and the results speak for themselves. 
Great answer. Well, thank you for taking the lead on these issues and 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 setting the example. And I mean, you you talked a little bit about your professional work um, at the firm. Uh, you're you're promoting uh, diversity. Uh, you're promoting sustainability. Uh, all incredible work in your in your. Uh, personal life as, as a passion. You're dedicating time to just an incredible number of causes. So it sounds like you're working something like 36 hours a day. Um, so I'm curious what that downtime, if there is any, what what does downtime look like for John Edelman? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm a avid reader. You know, I, I read, read biographies. I read historical fiction. One of the Biographies I'm reading now is Ron Chernow's biography about Ulysses S. Grant. Um, I love love the sports. You know, go Bears, go go Cubs. I'm glad baseball season's back in action. Um, and then I also like to, you know, hopefully, you know, plays and musicals will get back on stage soon. I, I, I very much enjoy participating, uh, attending those as well. No, that that's uh, and I know we were fortunate, uh, Shalom, to. Uh, have Wayne Mesmer uh, sing the national anthem at one of our events uh, that John and I worked on. And uh, I, th I think we shook the Aeon building that day, John, with uh, appreciation and uh, it was just great. Uh, but, you know, um, with all of, I, I guess, John, it, it leads me, all of your, as Shalom said, everything you've done thus far has been um, at the forefront at, at the, the, the spear of how the ball is being moved forward. Uh, but all of that being said, you've accomplished so much. Edelman Public Relations, uh, it speaks for itself, the accomplishments, its placement in history, your dad's legacy. My question is, what do you, John, hope to accomplish for the next generation um, that comes behind you? Well, as I said before, I think um, I'd like to sort of see no more military civilian divide and yeah. continue to be a veteran employment and military spouse employment advocate for as long as I can until that, that divide is no longer there. And in terms of, you know, outside of that, you know, I, I think sustainability and social justice are really important issues. And I, 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 hope and believe that they're not, it's the movement is going to be here to stay. Uh, and that's what I hope uh, for the future um, that sustainability and, and, and social justice really become like every day for everybody everywhere. Indeed. Amen. 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 That's, yeah. that's, that's, uh, that's a vision <laughs> that we should all uh, aspire to. I mean, Robert and I talk about uh, talk about this all the time about how each day needs to look better than the day prior each month looks needs needs to you know you need to be closer to achieving your goals so i mean that's an ambitious goal but if there's uh you know if, if there's anybody that that's leading and leading by example it's it's you and your in your team um at at edelman uh public relations so i mean uh just in closing is there anything uh any shout outs you want to give because i know that you have you have stepped up and, and you're surrounded by an amazing team of people at Edelman 
that's uh, that's that's not just talking the talk, but walking the walk on these issues. Any shout outs you want to give any uh, any organizations that you want to encourage our listeners uh, to check out and hopefully support. That, that, that Robert showing the book about my dad, but uh, given to me by John. Uh, but but I just want to thank thank you and the veteran community for for welcoming me and embracing me because you know I'm I'm a non-veteran but you welcome me and as I've said before you know I I am passionate about this and I want to thank all the organizations that have worked with me and guided me you know every leave no veteran behind Illinois joining forces the bunker. Uh, McCormick founded all of the Student Veterans of America. And so I really am inspired by your stories and I hope I get as much, you know, positive experience learning from you as I hope maybe I, I've shared a few lessons today uh, for everybody. And so I really appreciate and will continue to be an advocate and supporter for as, as, long, as long as I'm alive. Hey, we mean it when we say we all serve. That's that's something that you are absolutely serving, and uh, and and clearly you've learned so many important lessons from your dad. And you know we honor him on his hundredth birthday today. Yes. Uh, it's it, it's it's incredible. And so we all serve, and you absolutely are serving and 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 living the example. And and hopefully, you know, if there's one thing that you remember, if there's one thing that anybody can take away, it's it's look up to uh, to giants like uh, Dan Edelman, you, John Edelman, and and learn from those examples and 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 pay it forward. And remember, I mean, ultimately, Robert, it's it's about we all serve, right? It is definitely that way, and um, and we we do believe that we all serve because we know in whatever capacity in life uh, that you are giving back, that you are giving a hand up, or that you are uh, participating in efforts to make the world better. Uh, that is the position in which you serve, and so that service um, uh, should never uh, be overlooked. So, John, all of the the things that you do. Um, everything that you do with myself and with all of the organizations uh, across Chicago and elsewhere, I just uh, once again publicly want to say thank you. Thank you for recognizing um, not just um, because uh, your dad was such uh, a giant, uh, a veteran and entrepreneur, not just because uh, your mom was uh, such a, a big fighter for justice, but that you also see it in your heart to continue that um, and to uh, continue to bring folks along with you like myself. Uh, I, I must say my life has been enriched uh, through our relationship and uh, I couldn't thank you more. So kudos to you, John. Well, thank you. Uh, honored to be here and, and, and we all serve. So I'm, I'm honored to be on the show and really appreciate you uh, including me as part of your, your guests. And I have to say, I am jealous of Robert for, uh, for, for the tour of your dad's office. And uh, I, I don't know you're, if you're it's welcome uh, open. We may be September, but we'll we'll uh, come come downtown and we'll do that. I'm looking forward to it, and I, I promise um, that uh, the popcorn that hopefully we can enjoy prior to the tour, we'll eat it before walking into the office because I don't want to make a mess. I try to be a good <laughs> guest. Um, so, uh, so we'll separate those, those pieces, but <laughs> all kidding aside, um, you know, I, again, thank you, John, for all that you're doing. Thank you for, uh, thank you for your dad's service and, and happy birthday. And to all of our listeners out there, uh, have a 
uh, have a great Fourth uh, of July, a safe Fourth of July, and uh, you know, uh, thank you uh, for for serving everybody in their own way. Because ultimately, uh, you know, we, I know we all said it. We all serve. We all serve. We all serve. Thank yeah, you, thank you so much. And, uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you again on We All Serve on our next episode. Uh, you can tune in through YouTube. Uh, just search for We All Serve. Check out our podcasts on Spotify, uh, Apple, Google. And uh, again, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you on the next episode of We All Serve. Thank you, everyone.